0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of Plan D. I'm going to assume that some people want to ask, what is Plan D? And Plan D is a word that I've been using, well, it's not a word, it's two words, so it's really a phrase that I've been using for a while now that kind of conveys two messages. One is that it's okay that my previous plans have not worked out, Plan A, B, or C, And that I really need to focus on me, Damien, the D. So you put those two together is where you kind of come up with plan D. I've been hinting about this kind of in social media and just in conversations over the last, I want to say like six months. And I thought it was time to actually do something and launch something in and around plan D. And so the first thing I'm doing is what you're listening to as a podcast. So what is plan D? What is the idea behind this podcast? Well, Plan D is going to be a podcast, and it's also going to be a video series, and it's basically me diving deep into what it's going to take to start two new businesses, at least two, and what it's going to take for me to really take a video series that I've already been working on called The Road to 1000. Maybe you don't know about that, but as of today's recording, I've done over 400 videos in a row every day, and I haven't spent any time in really kind of the... The growth process of both a podcast, one, because I've never done a podcast, and two, a video series or a YouTube channel. Plan D is going to really kind of cover all of that. Plus, it'll dive into just my travel lifestyle, which I'll get into, and then just me as a person, as a human being, and what I'm going through. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the human being. Well, my name is Damien, and uh, even though it's spelled really funny, it's spelled D-E-M-I-A-N. It's still pronounced Damien, which is kind of fun because when I run into people and they're like, hey, Damien, I know they've never really met me in person, and so it's always been kind of fun. But it is pronounced just the same way. It's just spelled weird. I'm actually named after a book, believe it or not, by Herman Hesse. You know what? Let me do some other really fun facts. Obviously, through this series, in this podcast, you're going to get to know me. So, But for now, let's just give you kind of some teasers just about me. I'm an only child. When growing up, I attended five schools in six years. But the odd thing is, we never moved. I've been married twice. I've been divorced twice. I'm a father of four kids, two boys, and if you're good at math, two girls. I actually had physical custody of all four kids for about 13 years. I've been sober 22 years, so good thing most of the time that I had custody of the kids. Well, all the time that I had custody of the kids, I was sober. When I was 26 years old, I was facing 28 years in prison. Pee Wee Herman was my babysitter. It's kind of a weird transition to go from prison to Pee Wee Herman, so I apologize. Tyra Banks dumped me when I was 17. It's a fun fact. I have started several not really successful businesses, but jobs i guess you could call them and i'll get into what i think about that the difference between owning a business and owning a job i've been fired twice working for other people and uh that's going to be a big part of this podcast and like i mentioned for the last 400 plus days i've recorded a video every day i've been traveling the country full time since june 1st of 2017. i live in a 41 and a half foot fifth wheel trailer with my best friend nikki She has two cats. Uh, I'm not a really big fan of cats, so there is that. I'm currently in Waco, Texas, and like I talked about, I'm going to be starting two new businesses. I just launched the new podcast. Yeah, you're listening to it. And one of the kind of the last things, even though I don't want it to be a big part of this podcast, is that I suffer from depression and anxiety, and it comes up just naturally within a lot of the content I create. So that's just me kind of a nutshell. So what I thought I would do is I would start this podcast by going back to early 2014, and uh, this is going to go pretty quick, but at least it gets you kind of up to date to, uh, like, where my headspace is. So in early 2014, I just recently separated from my second wife. And i just gotten a new home where me and um, two of my four kids were moving into. Danica and Dylan, my older two, had already moved out. And Luke and Hope, who were at the time, I believe, what are we doing, like 15 and 13, uh, were I still had physical custody of them, and they were living with me. Now, just to kind of help not confuse things, I had all four kids with my first wife. I had no kids with my second wife, so there wasn't a custody battle when uh, I separated this time. A few months after I was separated, I got all kind of set up in my new home and then obviously was trying to figure out the whole single parent thing again because uh, my second wife was a huge help in, in and around everything I had to do with these kids. I mean, one person trying to handle four kids, which I tried to do for a while by myself, is almost impossible, and even one dad with two kids is tough and hard, so it did take me a little bit of transition to get into that. I would say maybe about two months after getting my new place and just having the kids, I got fired. And it was a weird kind of firing. I literally went in on a Wednesday and sat down with the CEO. And you got to keep in mind that everyone that worked at this company, it's a family owned business. It was a mattress manufacturer. We had eight locations and a warehouse. And I got to know the founder really well. I mean, my direct report I mean, we became really good friends, we had to do a lot of traveling together, you know, it was just a lot of communication outside of work, we were all friends. So I went in on a Wednesday, and I basically was going over everything we were gonna have to do for this Las Vegas show that we were gonna go to, and I mean, making plans. Friday morning, I walk in, and I'm being let go. And I remember, like, like, it's yesterday, they were like, well, do you want to know why we're letting you go? And I was like, no, I, I don't fucking care. Like, I was Like, honestly stunned. Like, this is bullshit. And uh, I, like, took my severance and left. The, The problem was, at the time, I had a company car. And obviously, when you lose the job, you lose the company car. So here I am, no job, no car, single dad, two kids, you know, that are going to, you know, my son's playing basketball. Like, they have early morning before school practice, and my daughter's going to a different high school at the time. So it was just... It was a nightmare. It was like the worst time I could get fired. I got fired. And so immediately I just went into, you know, like I got to figure out income, figure out what I can do, borrowed some money to buy a car, went out and started what I was considering my own agency, plus took a job with another agency. I mean, I was just doing everything I could. Even at one point during this transition, I even Ubered for a while, which, man, you really have to work like an enormous amount of hours to make that make sense. And so... You know, I'll be the guy that says I don't recommend it at all. I just did whatever I could. And one of the the clients that I had, I had to be out in L.A. like three days a week. And that's a long commute, and it's expensive, and it's just a hassle. And if you've ever driven from, like, Orange County to Culver City area, it's a nightmare. I had an opportunity where I could stay in L.A. like two or three nights a week. But then, you know, who would take care of the kids? So I actually started rebuilding a friendship with the kid's mom we just really lost kind of any kind of communication that was positive. I'm just going to try to say it that way. Like a lot of divorces happen. A lot of when there's different parenting styles, it just becomes a problem. And I think at that point I was like, I'm over this. She was just going through a divorce herself on her second marriage. I obviously was going through my divorce and it was like, we need to put, you know, kind of these bygones bygones to bed and just try to work on doing what's best for the kids. And I felt like when I left the house to go stay in LA for three days, she came in like two ships passing in the night and she would stay and take care of the kids and got to spend some time with the kids. And it just it really worked out. It was really kind of cool. I didn't really process at the time obviously the divorce I was going through and then losing the job. I just, you know, like I had to do it. I had these kids. They had to be taken care of. I had to figure it out. And pretty quickly I learned that ah just me owning an agency and trying to do my own thing, I just wanted like a steady check. I just wanted to get back to working for someone. And I had this opportunity where I could go to work for a company called Belkin. A friend of mine at the time, who I'll talk about more, Nikki, was working there and she's the one that's like, "Hey, they've got this job opening. You might be perfect for it. You should try to interview for it." So, I did. I applied and I started getting interviews. And actually I went to 13 in-person interviews for this job, believe it or not. Now, sometimes there were like three or four interviews when I was there. It wasn't like 13 different visits, but I really did feel like I was doing like free consulting because of the interview questions were just like, you know, what would you do here? How would you market this? (laughs) You know, kind of a thing. I made it all the way up to the CMO and I literally thought, okay, I'm meeting with the CMO. I'm going to walk out with the job and I'm sitting there waiting for my 2 p.m. interview and he walks in like, I don't know, 2.45, 2.50, almost 3 p.m. And, you know, he's like, hey, I'm sorry. Things got hectic. And, you know, what are you going to do? I stand up shake his hand. And the first thing he says is, holy shit, you're tall. I'm going to tell you, at that moment, I knew I wasn't getting the job. There was just that gut kind of feeling. And if I was a black man, and he said, holy shit, you're black, or if I was gay, and oh my gosh, you're gay, or if I was Jewish, I didn't know you were so Jewish, you know, whatever that would have been that, you know, everyone would have gasped and been horrified by. I had that moment where I was like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Uh, The interview went okay like i felt good about it and like i said about two weeks later i had to like follow back up to hear the no but finally heard the no of we're going in a different direction i made the mistake of really relying on that job as everything else was kind of fading out in my own kind of just contractor work we're talking you know mid-january 2016 i'm like, this is bad. I I don't have an out. I don't have money coming in. And I really, everything I had was in this job. And there's another job available, but it doesn't start till like mid April, almost May, possibly. And so I'm like, I just don't know what to do. And I just had to bite the bullet and say to my landlord, you know, I got to move out at the end of February. That's, you know, I just don't have a plan. If something happens in the month of February, then I'll stay. But for now, i have to give notice. And this was really hard. You know, you're a single dad. You've got these two kids, and you don't know where they can go. Their mom's not really in a stable position, so I can't, like, say, hey, go live with your mom. So what actually ended up happening was I had to give up the place, and Luke had to go live with a teammate. And Hope kind of did, like, a hodgepodge of staying with her godparents and then also with her mom and grandparents. And so she was in between two homes kind of a thing. I got to tell you, that wrecked me, like, as just a— As a dad, like, that's the worst thing that you can do is displace your kids. And it got so bad that when I dropped Luke off at his teammate's house, I didn't even have 20 bucks to give the kid. Like, nothing. And I remember going home. It was February 28th. It was actually leap year, so I had one more day. And I I spent the night in the condo kind of by myself. There's no furniture. Everything's packed up. It's basically just the stuff that I'm going to take with me as I try to stay at friend's house in this transition as I figure out how to get back on my feet. I had that moment. I had that moment that I've never had before or I've never had since is, I don't wanna live anymore. I think it's time to, to end this. I honestly believe if I had a gun or a means, I probably would have ended my life right there, February 28, 2016. I was shocked that I didn't start drinking again. I mean, that was the power of alcohol is the ability to just numb the pain. And I woke up February 29th and I was still there and I like recorded all these like me crying in my closet videos just to remind myself of just this pain and where I allowed myself to get. Packed up all my shit and moved out. Now, what's odd is... I, I knew that things were going to get better. I knew that I could, you know, start this other job in May. And so I just needed to figure things out through March and April. Um, and in that interim of March and April, there was an event that I attended the previous three years called Social Media Marketing World. I already knew that I wanted to go. And, it, you know, it was really kind of a, an important event for the work I was doing. And I volunteered months prior just so I wouldn't have to purchase a ticket and still get all the recordings and all the kind of teachings and stuff like that. I just felt at the time I couldn't say no. Like there was something in me that was like, Damien, keep your commitment. Even though I know they'd understand if I met, emailed them and said, hey, you guys, I'm unemployed. I don't have a place. Things are bad. I can't afford to go down there. And so I end up going. I end up going. I end up volunteering. I, I kept all of that a secret. I didn't talk about the fact that I was jobless, that I didn't have an actual home, that I was just going to be staying with friends, couch hopping, even sleeping in my car when I had to go into Orange County, you know, if I needed to be there back to back for some reason for something with the kids. And so I did this volunteer thing. And it was just kind of interesting. I remember walking into the volunteer training and the CEO, Michael Stelzner, like made a beeline for me who I hadn't really spoke to since like 2013. So we're talking about like a three-year gap. You know, a little bit of social media conversation, but not en- enough that I thought he would recognize me and then, like, come up and, like, talk to me. This is a big event. At the time, there was, you know, 4,000 attendees, probably 200, 300 volunteers. And he was like, oh, Damien, it's so cool to see you here. I can't believe you're a volunteer. That's awesome. I'm stoked to have you. It was really cool and i kept getting asked by people like how are things going and i kept lying you know things are great things are fine you know i'm kind of doing my own thing i just went through this interview process didn't end up getting the job i've got a new job that starts in may but didn't really talk about like how bad things were so after the event i actually did get the new place i moved into a new place a friend of mine's condo that he owned that he was trying to sell but it wasn't selling so i was able to rent it while he was trying to sell it so it really worked out not all the the normal deposits and all the things you have to, you know, jump through. And it was in the kind of the same vicinity. And so Luke immediately moved back in with me. Hope really didn't want to. She wanted to stay with her mom still, which I understood. I mean, I I remember Danica, you know, lived with me through her high school years. And there's just something about it that I think it's important that a daughter lives with her mom during those years, especially a dad that can scare every boy to death. So I got the new place, and I was about to start this new job, and we had this private Facebook group for the social media marketing world volunteers. And I just went into it and was like, hey, guys, I bet you didn't know at the time I was jobless and homeless. And immediately, the CEO, Michael Stelzer, reaches out to me. And he's like, Damien, I had no idea. Like, what's going on? How can I help? Like, he's just a guy that wants to help people. And I told him I just moved into this place, and there you know even though it wasn't a traditional kind of rental, there was still a lot of costs and he just wired me some money like immediately and and a good amount of money. I mean, I don't want to get into the the actual figure, but really generous and then he even went back into the group and he was like, "Hey you guys, I've got his PayPal information here if you want to send him money and some people did and sent Starbucks cards, but a lot of just really encouraging messages that you know, we're like, hey Damien, I was in your position, the same position you are. I had the same situation, or even people that were saying things like, I'm really close to that, that if that if I lost my job tomorrow, I'd be in trouble in two weeks, kind of a thing. So all of that really helped out. It really was it was the stuff I needed to hear at the time. I was really glad I didn't keep it all bottled in and didn't talk about it. I start the new job. I actually really hate the new job. It's like a really traditional kind of boiler room kind of sales job. and working for a company called Valpac. Even though there was this idea that I would come in and really work within their kind of digital space, they still were just, you know, go to as many shops as you can and try to talk these people into ads, even if they don't need the ads. You know, you need to visit 100 people so you can get 99 no's, but you get the one yes, blah, blah, blah. It was terrible. During that time, I was still getting, you know, calls and messages from Michael Stelsner, and he was like, you know, how's it going? I don't really like the job. And he's like, well, let me introduce you to the person that handles kind of my, I don't know what the title was, you know, vice president of business development or something within his company, and was like, why don't you meet with her? And I just really thought that, you know, she knew people in Orange County, and then maybe... The, she'd be able to help me out and so I met with her and I remember like her asking me how do you like sales I'm like I hate sales I hate this idea that you just like call people and try to beg them or push them or you know just keep at them to the point where they just give up and give you money I really like the idea of building relationships with people and providing a service they need and that makes sense to them and then everyone's happy blah 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 and she was like oh I totally understand I agree with that Well, unbeknownst to me, they were actually vetting me for a job. They needed another salesperson to sell their expo space. A few months later, they opened the job up. I interviewed with some other candidates, and I ended up getting the job. And this was the job I really kind of needed. I needed a remote job because I already kind of knew that I needed to get out of California, that it was just too expensive to live. So I had this job. It was a remote job. As long as I had a cell phone and internet connection, I could do my job. You know, Luke was graduating high school. Hope still didn't really want to live with me. And I was kind of like, you know, what do I need to do? I knew Luke was going to want to go to college and like, how am I going to be able to afford that plus all this? So I had this idea where I'm going to move out of California. Michelle and Hope, the kid's mom and Hope, can move into my apartment and stay there with Luke during the summer. And then Luke goes to college, they can stay there. but everyone's a win-win. And so it really worked out well. Now, here's the thing, is I didn't end up moving out of California to another state. I ended up moving into an RV and traveling the country. We can't remember how the conversation got started. All we know is that we were watching the show Fixer Upper, and we were both blown away by like just how cheap it is outside of California, especially in around Waco, Texas, where I am right now. At some point, we thought, well, maybe Texas isn't the place that I would want to live or she would want to live, and the RV idea came up. And literally, we were at an RV show, we saw this fifth wheel that I'm in. We were like, that's the one, let's get it. And we bought the RV, we bought a truck. We She gave notice at her job, she gave notice at her apartment. I made the transition with the kid's mom where she would move in. And on June 1st, 2017, we hit the road full time. Now, I think this is kind of an interesting place to end my first episode, and I hope that gives you a little just kind of background on me. That's not what these episodes are really going to be about. I, I just wanted to catch you up into what happens now. Obviously, in episode two, I'm going to talk about what happens from day one on the road until where I'm at today. And so, you know, that I just did two years in whatever, 18 minutes. I'll probably do the next two years a lot faster. Real kind of just genesis idea behind this show is to really document what it's like to grow my businesses behind the scenes, like to come here each week and talk about like what happened this week, where I'm at, how are things are growing, how are things are doing, what I'm doing. And so I really hope you'll come back and hang out with me each week. Um, I will definitely let you know when the video series launches and how you can be able to watch those because I'm going to try to document it as well with some video. And for whatever reason, if you haven't seen any of my daily videos, you know, head over to YouTube, just search Damien Ross, really on any social, you guys, let's hang out. Uh, It's Damien Ross, D-E-M-I-A-N-R-O-S-S, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, let's connect and, you know, let me know you're you're listening to the podcast. And, you know, in the video series, I never asked for what I'm going to ask for right now. If you like this, Please like it. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please go ahead and put a rating in there. You know, give it the five star, I think is what it is. And, you know, share it with your your friends and family that maybe you're trying to start a business or trying to recover from, you know, kind of a bad situation. Because trust me, you think the high was me leaving on the road and there have been no more lows. Well, that's not what happens the next week. You find out that things really fall off the rails. So until next week, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me and uh, hearing my first podcast. Take care.